0: welcome to this week's episode of hollow weekly and this week this is a smorgasbord of an episode (laughs) and actually what's funny is the calling of smorgasbord i was just watching a show where they talk about in sweden uh no it was norway because alex and i were like oh how much would a house be in norway for like 1.9 million you can get this eco-friendly house i don't know what that means but it looks really elegant and we were like (laughs) what do you eat in Norway, and they were like, "There's this thing where it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that." The smorgasbord, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> of course, that's that's and, where it comes and from." And you
1: would you would turn it into a sandwich. There'd be a smorgasbord sandwich. Oh,
0: if, if there's crackers or some kind of bread, all the meat and cheese is getting stacked into one. <laughs> and anyway, so this is so we are so just to let everyone know we were we're halfway through our Bravo countdown, which we are having a blast with. uh yep. We're gonna take these last few episodes kind of easy, so we don't do a bunch of research and we can just. Have fun with it and end out this shitty ass year. (laughs) Right. If they get back to, it's not you know even though it's not like January first is gonna come around and around and then like everything's better. But but to me, it'll feel (laughs) a little bit like that. For sure. So so we're gonna get back to that. Real, real interesting New Year's Eve. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not traveling this year, so like it's kind of it's kind of great. I'm like I'm kind of excited to spend Christmas in LA because I've never done it Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. I kinda wanna drive around like the spots where they filmed uh Night of the Comet. Like Night to, of the Comet style. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just to like get that like feeling. Because it's um, the only chance you get to see it that way. Exactly. Well, like even on like Thanksgiving, it's like um and like some like ma- you know major holidays, like driving around LA is like weird. Like on Thanksgiving, like when I went to go pick up the food, like th- there's like no one on the way to Pasadena. And the, the, right. the highways are like seeing like six five six lane highways empty is always mind-boggling
1: well it's and it's yeah and it's super weird here like for sure (laughs) it's very weird no no doubt about it all right so now you're you're making me want to watch night of the common okay
0: so you dirty rats all right let's do it there we go okay
1: smorgasbord
0: (laughs) smorgasbord time (laughs) uh okay we're gonna talk about freaky just came out this weekend on vod um which I didn't know that because the writer, I guess we follow. I think we followed the writer director on Instagram, and he was like, "Freaky comes out," and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna see it." But it turns out it was just for the drive-in, and I was like, Ugh, "Probably not." Right. I'm probably to not. To, <laughs> gonna have to wait have to go. I kind of don't like leaving the house. Um, we're gonna talk about Freaky. We're gonna talk a little bit about Mank, which a lot of people had opinions on, and a yeah. lot that I don't agree about. Uh, I think yeah, Rain Johnson fa- uh, retweeted someone who we follow. Whose take I really liked. But then I saw some of film Twitter's takes and it was like fucking garbage. Um yeah. and then we gotta end it. We gotta get we got I'm I'm hype for this for this yeah. last topic. Uh That's... we've talked about it before on the show, but BattleBots is back. Yeah, and, and anyone
1: who follows the show long term is gonna know what's gonna happen when we get to that, because we oh. love that show, that series and that concept.
0: I oh, and it started out so perfect too. Like, God damn it. <laughs> It really did.
1: Smee! Smee! Right. Rusty. Oh, God damn it, Rusty.
0: Oh, Rusty's a star.
1: All right, but first, we appropriately, i th- it feels to me like our last new movie review of the year is going to be Freaky, which means that'll be the title of this episode. So we're going to go out 2020 review-wise
0: with Freaky, which is perfect for this damn year. Now, there is a slim chance. I do think we're going to probably end it on Freaky. But we might end it on Possessor, and I don't know which one's worse. Oh, <laughs> do we want to end? The, do we want to end the year freaked out or possessed? I have a feeling we'll probably end up liking Possessor a little little more. But I think I have a feeling. But I think I feel but like it's we'll, very we'll get to that bridge when we when we cross it. So yes. all right, Freaky, let's just jump into it. This is the guy who did yes. Happy Death Day one and two, he took another yeah. crazy fun concept uh, like from Freaky Friday, added the horror element to it, and. Uh, we have some. Okay, you said, you said you did some research, though. I'm curious. All right, do we want to jump well, into that, or so, do I got to save I, it? Is so here, here's line? the. Here,
1: yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I didn't know. So th- there's a reason we follow this this uh, writer on Twitter, and the reason we follow him on Twitter is because he wrote Disturbia, which we love. What? Right. No. And we yeah. We so we love that movie. Or the director, I can't remember which. Like one of these people was Disturbia, and and we love that movie. So, it, thinking back on Freaky, I can I can almost see like some of that like DNA. Yeah, or whatever. he
0: did Disturbia,
1: right? I know, oh. which is in I, that might be in our How Low Can We Go like series because yeah. we really champion that movie, right? So, which is Rear I Window, did,
0: <laughs> right? I right, see of course.
1: Thing. Right, of course. We yeah, we definitely. There's definitely a theme as to you know the the theft of uh, uh, things, uh, not not using that word in a negative way. Just like it's well, I, it's, I, to be fair, I like right? that
0: book. Great artists Ste- are steal like an artist. Yes, there, there is yeah. something to taking a concept because you're inherently going to put your own twist on it. So that's it's not a negative yeah. thing. It's just yeah, <laughs> it's just what they call it. Unfortunately, yeah, totally.
1: But I just so I want to start this a little differently. I just want to lay my cards on the table up front. And say that I think this movie has great performances in it and it looks great. It looks great. Um, And I hate this movie with like a white hot (laughs) fire and, and, and I feel terrible about it. Like I, I don't, I feel like we're not normally negative. Right. No. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, hate is, is one of those words. So like what, what I want to do here is so to frame this, right. Because there are a lot of things to really enjoy in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, so, but here, here's how I'll frame it, right? So, there's a philosopher named Nietzsche. I can't believe I'm starting with this, but he wrote a book called Beyond Good and Evil, and the point of Beyond Good and Evil was that he thought breaking everything into two categories, whether it's good or bad, was just like boring that and it, not true to life. That there's a lot of gray, right? So, movie reviewers a lot of time end up having to to be good or bad, like you know, I hate it or I love it. It's you know, it's good or it's terrible, right? So. I want to do a little beyond good and bad kind of here, All because right. I get I get a little gray with with this, right? Because um, I, there's a very particular reason most of my hatred towards this movie is, and it it's it's particular to me, right? Uh-huh. So like I can understand how other people wouldn't have this. It's like a like a really high pitched sound, like a teenager would hear it, an old person wouldn't. It's the same sound but two different people and they're perceiving it two different ways. Right. A a movie can get ruined for me if I feel like I see things coming Mm -hmm. and everything in this movie takes painfully long to get executed. Right. For some, for some reason, right. When they give you a backstory, you wait forever to see if you're going to find out more details because they didn't give you enough. And they never give you more, right? Mm-hmm. When they when they're about to hit like a line, like a really pivotal line, the character winds up like Popeye in an old cartoon, like swinging <laughs> his arm around right, right, like like five hundred times before he throws a punch. Like the right. the the line this movie ends on, which I don't want to spoil yet, which is a terrible line. Um, you feel it coming from a mile away. I actually felt it coming from so far off that I felt I couldn't stop it. Like it was a meteor or something. Mm-hmm. Like I knew it was going to be bad. And, the, and I had enough time to be like, can I get out of the room? <laughs> Maybe they're gonna surprise me. <laughs> put some AirPods what, in. What, what if I hum really loud? And like that shouldn't be your experience of a movie. But no. but that's you know, that's just how I'm hearing this whistle. I'm sure a lot of other people will hear a lot of different pitches, like whatever. But but that the core of my hatred comes from that the fact that my experience of this movie was I just felt everything coming and everything felt like it was lazy. Right, but go
0: ahead. No, that's what that was my so like I was just telling you before we started recording like uh, the Starbucks that's uh, down the street from us. Uh, there's a barista there, and we always talk horror movies when we come in, when I go in there. So was yep. really like, "Oh, did you?" Like she was asking me, "Did you watch Ron? I was like, no, "No, no." But we ended up checking out. Um, oh, I forget what we've been watching recently. But we usually just talk shop <laughs> about horror movies, and I tell her like, you know, oh, I found this like cool horror T-shirt sweater on H and M. You should check it out the guy like Frankenstein shit, and like we always talk about that, and yep. like. I was I was telling her today I was like, and I would tell this to anyone like watch it for the performances, the performances yeah. are genuinely good. They like, really are. And I'm looking at Christopher Landon, the writer director's profile, uh, IMDb. Do you know what else this guy did? What else? He did he did Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. He did the screenplay and he directed. Yeah, which I love. I which know, which, I know. which is what blows my mind because he's obviously he's talented. Like he knows well, how to well, do good. Well, no, and it
1: also so. This is the part that bothers me because I feel like that that I've heard people say the same kind of things I'm saying about freaky about Scouts Guide and about disturbia and I don't see it there and I see it here and that makes me feel really like like not not good Dude. <laughs> because because why did I not see it there but I, I, like I can't get over it here, right?
0: Yes. I mean, he knows how to write, but like my, my yeah. biggest problem with, so, so things I things I love, I obviously love the acting. I thought Vince Vaughn was fantastic, by the so way. So let's,
1: for anyone who hasn't seen it, since it's brand new, basically it's a, it's a gender swap movie crossed with an 80s slasher crossed with horror comedy, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're following this character. There's a mystical dagger that's as tekken which isn't even a thing and then it's like the, when they stab each other with it they swap bodies and then one's a serial killer and one's a high school teenager right like and then she has to
0: swap the body back by re-stabbing him I, is that so that's the plot do you think if i stabbed you and then you stabbed someone else it would be like those street like tricks for the man the cups and they're like <laughs> flipping around. That'd be a no, better movie if people no, just kept stabbing each other with this knife and not. give them no idea who the fuck's who. <laughs> and then it's a role who done it.
1: <laughs> no, I absolutely don't think. I don't think if I don't know if it, it doesn't matter if it's Incan or aztecan or Mongolian? it's
0: just not <laughs> that's not gonna happen no 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 no. but okay so so the acting was really good i actually thought the score yes. was pretty good too the score reminded yeah. me of something that i would put under a halloween time um Agreed. and, and Agreed. a good score a good score is you know usually pretty hard pretty hard to come by um yeah i actually thought some of the um the the kills uh they were pretty they were pretty brutal they were, the movie wasn't very scary um it wasn't scary at all it wasn't scary at all like there wasn't a lot of like really even tension or like good scares but the gore looked pretty goddamn good like
1: yeah, the, the the gore looked decent although it had that like that ni- that 90s like underworld when the body is split in half and one half of the body slides away and it's way too clean look like, it had that look for one of those kills. But they were
0: creative. <laughs> but they, I will give them this. I thought they were creative. I thought the wine bottle down the guy's throat and then punching his throat. And then the That was the best in, one. That was cool. That was, was the cool. best one, yeah. I really, that was I, the best I,
1: one by far. I really, But, I, but I, it's... I, I think that's true. I just think... I don't know that there were more than
0: three of
1: them in the whole movie. Am I there's, missing?
0: There's the opening scene where, like, the one girl gets a spear. The one wine bottle... Yeah. Shit, I don't remember how the other people died. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Table, there's a yeah. There's there's a
1: table saw. So there's the opening kills the table saw, and then I challenge you to think of two more kills from this.
0: Cryo freeze.
1: Oh, the Jason X ripoff. The Jason X
0: one, yeah. There's the cryo freeze, and then and then and then at the end when she's when she's getting uh about to get you know gang raped by those guys, she ends up just like hacking them all. Um, right, but we just kind of cut
1: back to the Sin City style, and they're just all dead laying around. Like I don't know, the, the, I was not impressed by by the kills either. But that, but again, I just felt like that was part of. I felt like I wasn't impressed with any piece of anything that wasn't the acting or the sound or the sound or the look. So there there were a lot of shots that were like really iconically framed, like it, mm-hmm. it was it had a Heather's vibe where you felt like you, you know, these shots were, you could, if the movie had been great, you could end up putting those on a wall or like, you know, the, the, you know, you would, you would remember how they looked. And so it had that kind of like style, which was cool. But, you know, can we talk for a second about like some of these characters, like the, the mom, I have no idea what was going on with, the mom character.
0: There was some was weird beats in there, like the dressing emotional. room. Emotional, yeah, <laughs> right. She was like, "Here's your polo. My husband left me, and I've never been the same since." And you're like, "What?" <laughs>
1: right, right. Which was really odd. And then I don't like I, th- there was a there was a the typical like alcoholism sort of backstory between her and her two daughters. Uh huh. And then the other daughter was a cop. And she was like like uh, an insane cross between the character from Silent Hill, who's a cop, and like, I don't you know say, what. Yosemite like,
0: Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she just kept pointing her gun at like everyone, she, like children. She, she, <laughs> she didn't care. She, <laughs> she had a license to kill. She didn't care at
1: all. She was like... What, what Roy Scheider's character from Jaws would have ended up with if he had been on that beach for like 40 years? He would have just been shooting everything. Oh, he Balls. wouldn't give a shit. Like shoes. These are my waters. (laughs) Right? Like, a lot of these characters were doing very weird things for no apparent reason. And that was the thing was, I I didn't feel like any of the world was believable at at all. We we were joking with each other while we were watching this movie that this was set on Earth too. Because (laughs) none of these people were making any decisions. Well, so... We right,
0: right. we watched it with with our significant others, and one thing that Alex and Jenny brought up is, we're like the the woman who played the main actress, like she's not ugly by any stretch of the imagination. But meanwhile, all of these guys not. are like, she's only fuckable with a brown bag on her head. And we're like, who are you looking at? <laughs> she's she's obviously <laughs> right, not
1: well, ugly. <laughs> right. Well, that yeah, there was like these very weird beats where the characters in the movie were assuming one thing, and you were like, wait, that that we're not even assuming that. And we have way more information than you. (laughs) Right. Like, like you have like the, the moment when the friends, they have to be convinced that their, their friend has swapped with, with Vince Vaughn, with the serial killer. Right. Mm -hmm. So she, she's trying to convince them and she does it by, you know the way you would expect. I don't. She does like a, she does like a cheerleading loud.
0: routine because she's she's the mascot well, of her high school. That was so dumb. They, it, like, no, it was okay. It was it was it was it was silly, but it was saved by the fact that it was Vince Vaughn. They were like, "Oh, okay, yeah. here we go."
1: <laughs> well, that's why they did it, but they didn't bother to put us in a place where a character would have actually done that. They just were like this will be funny if Vince. Well,
0: Vaughn I'll tell you. I'll tell you the problem with that, mm-hmm. is I, I agree with you. Because the movie tonally did not set it up for that to be an appropriate response that those characters would do. Like, yeah. when we're done watching the movie, I was talking about another horror comedy. I was talking about, like, Tucker and Dale versus Evil and how, yeah. you know, in one of the first few scenes, there's the gas station one, and they they very clearly start playing on all the horror tropes, and they set the ground rules for what this world is, what's acceptable, what's not, how these people are more than likely going to interact. They give you, like, a little pamphlet of, like, this guy's probably going to do that, this guy's probably going to act like that. In this movie, you didn't really get any of that like it just kind of jumped right into the freaky friday thing it had it had, its, it had its scream opening scene and then it just kind of quickly did the freaky friday thing and then jumped off we didn't really get a whole lot with the characters aside from seeing like a bottle of wine in the trash can in the kitchen <laughs> and her sister kind of like shucks mom's drunk again like like that was that was kind of it and, the, and then her her, um, her getting uh bullied um was kind of like, it was kind of cheesy. Like it wasn't like, and you know what? I think it might not help that we just watched uh, Let Me In where like we saw like a movie about bullying done like hella right. Right, right, yeah. This one she just kind of leans on and she's like, oh your outfit sucks. And then she's like, well, I'm going to freeze you to death. <laughs> Get ready, yeah, and
1: yeah, and that school. I mean, that school's got like some deadly equipment in theirs.
0: Yeah, How, what's the school's budget? They had a cryo, like cryogenic chamber for their for their students. That athletes. can
1: that can, with no safety mechanisms, can kill someone in like forty two seconds. That what was, happened to the ice tubs? Impressive. You just <laughs> <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, they that had like L A Lakers. <laughs> you know physical therapy room in there right because none of this world is real that you know there were these cartoonish moments where the swapped characters had to convince you know that they who they were and instead of just immediately like if i if i didn't look like me like if i looked like alex if i came to you and i was looking like alex but trying to convince you i was george I wouldn't walk into the room and be like, "All right, hold on, let me look, wait for a second, or whatever." I'd be like, "Look, I have something really strange to tell you." I swapped. Let me prove it to you. I know you're. Just, I would just blurt it out, right? But in this movie, the characters go, "Wait, everyone, let, just if you just be quiet for a second, I'll explain it." They'd be like, "No, there's no way." they would be like, "Wait, wait, just give me a second. and they would do that like fifty times, like Wiley e. Coyote. I know. <laughs> like the it characters is- would never update and just be like. All right, I just got to get this out, right? It was so weird.
0: They did. I thought they did. So, like, I agree with you. I feel like they did an okay job, like especially at that scene because he had a really funny line. He was like, "Now that we're done beating the shit out of each other," yeah,
1: right, right. <laughs> like, the comic like, timing was. It's
0: good. The thing is, is a lot of the stuff that doesn't make sense is for me just just barely saved by Vince Vaughn's performance. Like, in fact, at yeah. the end of the movie, you know, spoil. They're going to swap back. I kind of missed Vince Vaughn as the girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
1: well I mean he was doing a really good job I thought her performance actually was tremendous I thought all their performances her, were great they were I, all great I I turned to you actually and said that um, I thought the friends were better than the friends in Sabrina or at least yeah. they felt a little more believable and less annoying so like yeah. or less annoying at times right so like I was fine I guess with that kind of thing. It's just, I'm trying to imagine. So if, if I always go back, I, this has always run in my head, like, because as a, as a, as a sound, when I'm in situations like this, because there's a great mystery science theater segment during their move, their review of attack of the the eye creatures, mm-hmm. where they keep showing you clips of really bad special effects. And they keep saying after the clip, after the little tiny sequence, they go, they just didn't care. And they go, they show you something else to be like they just didn't care and like if you come to this movie and you're like look I didn't believe the backstory I didn't believe how the characters were acting I didn't believe their school was funded by NASA like it apparently looked like <laughs> it was I don't I didn't I don't believe this world I don't believe this killer I don't believe the lore <laughs> like like so the only thing I'm believing is the performances and that's because the actors are doing a really good job right so like. But I don't believe a lot of the stuff, and like my fear is you just didn't care, like so you know prove that that's not true. And and the response would be, well if that was true, then then how could how did we excel at this? And I'm trying to think of what they, what is excellent here, and the the excel part is only the performances and a few shots, and yeah. and to stand to see everybody online kind of like raving this movie and feeling. Like, so, you know, good about it and and, and whatever. It makes, it just throws me way off because I feel like that's not, not well, the experience that we had.
0: Well, like, you know, we were talking, we were all, you know, shooting the breeze about the movie when we were done watching it. And I think it was Alex or someone said, like, this idea in another director's hands, like, would have been perfect. Right. And I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of true. But, like, it's just kind of shocking that, like, I mean, he wrote scouts guide and directed it and i love that and i thought happy death day was was pretty great i wasn't a big fan happy death day to you but like this guy clearly has chops
1: yeah for sure absolutely i'm a huge fan I, i i i honestly that's the thing is and that's what i was trying to get at with my like beyond good and bad beginning of this is you know if 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 you're if what the experience i'm having comes along with a high pitched whistle I hear in my ear that I can't get out of my ear. I can't enjoy what you're. Doesn't matter what you're giving me. It could be the best meal, could be the best book. But if if this if this ringing is in my ear, I can't enjoy it. And and I don't even think that's the fault of anyone making it right. Like I just, this one just rings my ear in just the way wrong way, right? And that doesn't mean it's clearly enjoyable to a ton of people. And obviously, with the intensity of what's been going on in 2020, a a lighter, like, enjoyable, energetic, like, Birds of Prey-style horror movie is a really welcome, you know, experience, right? Especially if it's got, you know, standout performances by people doing things you don't usually see them do and other standout performances from people who are sort of new on the scene, um, like that's a great combination, right? So I love all of that. That's why this ringing in the, my ear is driving me crazy.
0: Yeah, no, it's
1: <laughs> right? it's I can't a, put it any other way.
0: It's a it's a it's an odd one, but to have a good performance is still something. And, yeah, for
1: sure. I mean, it is totally worth seeing. There's no doubt about like, it's not. Oh, especially not the car right.
0: scene. I don't want to, I definitely don't want to spoil that, but the car yeah. scene with Vince Vaughn and, or sorry, the, uh, the, the high schooler and her, uh, her <laughs> is yes. probably, it, I mean, it was, I, it's so weird. We, uh, there hasn't been a lot of like movie or television moments where like everyone kind of like clinches themselves cause they know what's about to happen. But this yeah. week we had two of them. We had we, we started watching A Teacher the, on FX, yep. and there's a scene where like we all cringe because something crazy was gonna happen. And it's not the thing you think, it's the other thing that happens later. You'll know what I mean if you watch it. But yeah. then this movie gave us another one of those. That was actually probably the most tense moment in the movie. There was no horror slash <laughs> sure. stuff. I didn't scare about anyone's lives, but I was more like freaked out about like what was about to happen in the car.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and it was also, you know, the the that's the thing is I I love you know, I wasn't and and still I'm not I wasn't a big fan of the babysitter mm-hmm. on Netflix that Netflix, you know, release. It, again, I love the performances. It was it it feels like the same situation here, except for I enjoyed the babysitter on the first pass way more than I enjoyed freaking. Yeah, but, if they feel similar-ish, right? Like, especially since Babysitter grew on me a little afterwards and whatever. But it, it, the thing is that the, the the there were, I don't know, maybe four or five moments during the Babysitter that I can remember off the top of my head where I was like, are they going to go there? And then they did. And then I was like impressed <laughs> that they yeah. went there, right? You got cars flying into houses. I don't usually see that in horror movies. You know, there's mm-hmm. some things. So in this one, I wanted them to have more of that. Because there was the only moment where I was like, is this movie going to do this? Because all the other moments, I was like, you you couldn't do the, is this movie going to do this? Because either it took them way too long to get there. Like by the time the guy got killed by the saw... The power saw got introduced like three minutes before it got used on them. Right? Yeah. So by the time it got around to it, I was sure that it was gonna happen and it did, right. So like and then you know the other points where they were doing things that might be risky, like like when when the were originally introduced the Vince Vaughn character and he's doing his best Jason Voorhees impressions. You know, I was like, are they going to have him crash through a window and a door like Jason style? Like, are they going to steal that trope? You know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they did it, but it was so obvious <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't be impressed. I wanted there to be more moments like the car one that that. there's a reason that stood out to you. It's because it's super memorable and most of the rest of the movie is not.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think like Alex said, for a fan of, you know, serial killers. This one, if you're you're going into this thing and, like, you're going to get a lot of cool serial killer stuff because it's about, you know, a young girl getting flipped with a serial killer, you're going to be disappointed because you're not going to get a lot of, like, her waking up in the den. She literally wakes up in his den with all, like, the bodies and dead animals and, like, that's it. Then she just goes, like, you know, Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) High school Terminator. Um, So you don't really get that. But, I mean, it's so weird. Like, I haven't had, like... It's, it's so, I you know, you said like you, you like this movie, but you also hate it. I think I'm yep. more just, I think I'm just kind of, I'm optimistically bummed out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep, that's about right. You
0: know what that's I mean? Like right. there's some good All shit right. there. I'm not mad. I, you know, I don't think it was a waste of time by any, you know, by any chance, but you know, a little bummed.
1: <laughs> you know what's, you know, what's super weird is, uh, you know, for how low can we go? We would do neighborhoods. We'd be like, what neighborhood is the movie in? I I I recently somehow watched Blumhouse's Fantasy Island that is
0: probably like six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, that one did not do very well. And I like
1: that movie a little better than this freaky. Get
0: out of here! Are you serious? Yeah. So wow. just
1: just as a point of comparison, and there's a there's a there's more good stuff in freaky and freaky. I don't know that it's more fun because fantasy. Island, that was all I had going for. Her, was the fun part? It's so what, bad. It was fun stuff.
0: I'm trying to but, think of what uh, I've watched recently. That like, what's my ballpark for it? Because we've just been watching right. a lot of TV. You know. Okay. It's yeah. not, okay. So like, if you're like Nick, it's Friday night. You know, we got some pizza. We got some popcorn. We want to watch Freaky. Do you have anything else you might recommend? And the only thing that I think I could like. Recommend that might be a little bit scarier and maybe a little more entertaining. Is like whatever the latest episode of Dateline is.
1: <laughs> All right, wait. Let's do this. Let's do this real quick. Let's put this. I'll throw some at you and you tell me. So two years from now, you you your memory of this has faded. Mm-hmm. You might you might be interested in rewatching it. Like you know, like did I? Is it really as bad as I remember? Like whatever. So you're gonna. I gotta make. I'm gonna make you watch a movie. Right. Two years from now. And I give you the choice. You ready? So, mm-hmm. Freaky or The Gallows? Freaky. That's, that's what I thought. That's okay. That's but, let okay.
0: Me, but let me tell you something, George. I haven't yeah. had McDonald's breakfast in like over a year. All right? Okay. And then just right. recently, I decided I had to take the cats to the vet. And it was kind of early. And I was like, let me get some McDonald's breakfast. Like, I was just craving it. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I ate yeah. it. And I thought, wow, cool. I'm glad I satisfied aside for that. It still kind of sucks. <laughs> it didn't grow. It didn't get better. It's just still—it's right where I left it. I feel like that's—I feel like when I'm done watching Freaky over the gallows, I'm gonna have that same feeling of it could have been a lot better. (laughs) Okay, wait. So
1: Freaky or the Child's Play remake?
0: Oh, Child's Hmm. Play remake is is in a whole different league.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's—I'm just trying to get a benchmark. Okay. So um, hold on. So uh, Freaky or uh, Unfriended?
0: oh unfriended unfriended
1: That's okay okay anyway. so the only thing you, i gotta go pretty i gotta go pretty deeper then all right so then uh no that won't work either let so me let me ask you this yeah. the
0: same same guy happy death day two or freaky
1: happy death Day too.
0: for yeah. sure i yeah. didn't i mean
1: the the, the the thing is that i i wasn't nearly as frustrated and aggravated no in in happy death day 2 happy death day 2 the parts where i didn't like anything in happy happy death day 2 i didn't like i didn't like in the category of huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah huh i wonder why they did that (laughs) like uh, Mm -hmm. i wonder why that scene just happened but okay it was kind of like that not like Wait, why are these characters fucking doing this? They don't like, no one would do that. Like, yeah, I, I didn't have that kind of <laughs> let me ask Rage, you this. Yeah, do
0: you think because it was we watched it VOD at home? Do you think the at-home experience versus theater experience, do you think it would have been enhanced?
1: So I'm very more? glad you brought that up because we can really quickly segue because we don't want to spend a lot of time on it to Mank because I'm going to ask you the same question about that movie. Oh, yeah. So no for this, yes for Mank. This wouldn't have made any damn difference to me because I'm not like that. I'm not a spectacle person like most theater goers
0: uh-huh. because
1: I, I've watched – I watched on so many small screens from such a young age that that you know I was one of the because I'm an obsessive consumer of media like I, I read books and watch movies and all that stuff constantly. Mm-hmm. I have my own, my whole life I've been like that, right? So like I was reading in the dark with like battery dead flashlights. Like I, I don't I don't register that kind of thing. If I'm going to enjoy something, I can enjoy it at any size screen, <laughs> right? Right, but. I think for other people that could be a huge, you know, impact. Right. And I feel like that could be a huge reason why a lot of people are really struggling with Mank, because I feel like a lot of what Fincher does is designed to be visually impressive in a way that it's hard for most viewers to get on, you know, just home streaming screens.
0: Yeah. Right. So are, are we're done, we're done with Freaky, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it sounded like we were hot and cold, hot and cold, give it a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed,
1: and let us know what you let us know what you think because, especially on these ones where we feel out of step with the world, we love to hear like the counter opinion and the counter argument. Yeah, there might when be I, some. When I looked up reviews of it, all the reviews that were positive seem their arguments for pop, being positive about it all seemed to boil down to gender swaps are fun (laughs) and 80s slasher movies are fun and high school horror movies are fun like they were giving all all the credit right they were giving all the credit to what it was it was was like reviewing a painting by telling me that you love the frame right like (laughs) was all all the online reviews that were like all making it 83% of Rotten Tomatoes, they all resolved down to, man, this painting is amazing. I'm so glad I had it. The frame. Let me tell you
0: about the frame. (laughs) The frame is The sandwich is a sandwich with no meat.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. So Now, Mank, on the other hand, I'm also out of step of the world on because I loved it, but I, I, I didn't unreservedly love it. I think it's super flawed in some very very weird ways but um do you i think, think it's it, it, i think i loved it what do you think
0: i okay so one i didn't i knew it was black and white but i didn't expect him to shoot it and make it look like an old-time movie let alone make it sound like an old-timey movie right i thought that was great and i saw some dog shit like film twitter like snobby <laughs> yeah. takes on it. that thought they were. Yeah, like, what you see? I'm
1: curious. What, what
0: someone we say? follow. Someone we follow was like, I hated Mink. I loathed Mink, and like they were trying to say it said. They were they were saying that it said absolutely nothing, which I have the quote that or the tweet that Rain Johnson or the Rain Johnson retweeted. I think her name is Isa Lopez. She has that really yeah. cool Twitter profile. Where she's like she has blown on her hands, and I'm always like whenever I see, her I'm yeah. like oh, she's gonna say something cool. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, In that that same thread, someone was like, it seems like Fincher just set the camera to black and white and then didn't bother editing it, uh, the color, and post because they were saying it's muddy. And I'm like, this dude's had two different cameras from Red created for him by scratch you think he's just gonna flip the camera to black and white (laughs) and like shit is this a joke like i hope like i hope you're joking like this dude worked at lucas arts (laughs) like bfx like he knows like visuals like like that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever i've ever seen and oh she was also comparing a shot of from ed wood and a shot to Bank, and then later on, she was defending. Oh, I saw that,
1: and it actually the two shots she chose were making her point. I mean, but anyone can do that. Anyone can make a point by slicing one moment out of a two hour.
0: <laughs> but then, but then uh, the the person went on and said, like, you know, I know they're probably using, you know, they're using different cameras and different lenses and stuff like that. But then they used the because they were saying they don't like digital filmmaking. But then she was listing all these other things and labeling it under digital filmmaking and I was like that's that's kind of a strange I don't know if I agree with that take you're gonna have to put a little you have to put a little more meat on those bones uh so the so the argument that.
1: was that you know Fincher doesn't know how to make movies look good was that basically
0: pretty much I mean you know it's social network and Mindhunter, he doesn't know how he doesn't know a good frame I thought it I thought it was all plus the thing is is it takes place in the like 1930s. Right. And I don't know about you, but I've had the channel on TMC sometimes, and some of those <laughs> motherfuckers are muddy. Like, they are That's hard true. to look at. You know, they were saying, you know, shooting on digital and then making it black and white takes away the richness, which one is just completely not fucking true at right. all. Right. Um, and then two, like, there's a lot of old movies that look like dog shit. And, like, I thought it was dope, I thought it was great. Um, well, so I, you know, I, we don't
1: have the time or space and it's not even the, the right podcast to like really deep dive into the movie and the plot and all that stuff. Basically, Mank is about the the person who co-wrote or possibly all wrote Citizen Kane uh, with Orson Welles and Gary Oldman plays Herbert Megowitz uh, and it's a David Fincher film, right? So like, with that. The, but the thing is, First of all, I'm very curious like how cuz this feels like the Irishman 2.0 where it's a, it's yeah. a movie from a major director that's first being experienced in streaming instead of in theaters and I it may have been different if it had been released, you know, if you could experience it in a big theater. I'm glad that I saw Gone Girl in the theater. Yeah. It it, it impacted I, I it would have taken me longer to realize how much I liked Gone Grow if I hadn't seen it on a large screen first, right? So, right. But but here's the thing: like this movie is not perfect. There are some painfully long, but a lot. Some of that comes from the period it's set in. If you're setting a movie in the period, the same thing happened with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where there were annoying things happening in the scenes, but the annoying things were the '60s, not Quentin right. Tarantino. Right, it was like I was getting a headache from the the too bright clothes, but like you can't dress, you know, people in the '60s in all black, right? Right, so like mm-hmm. it it's that kind of thing. So the part of it is you know the era that the movie set in is going to determine a lot of those things, but I don't know if I'm missing something or not, but it just felt like there were there was this core these core performances between Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, primarily, um, that you were following this story and it was so adult. Like, they were having conversations where what wasn't being said was more important than what was. Mm -hmm. And you never get that really done right in movies. And to turn around and just shit on it because you think it's boring or you think the black and white is... Sin City flat instead of like Rich Edwood, <laughs> Like, it just seems like you're throwing out way too much good to try to
0: point out some like of that bad. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, this is my last thing about that one person's tweet. I was looking at their, t- I was like, I was like, yeah. looking at their tweet going, I don't agree with this. You guys suck. But like, just, but then again, it's like a lot of people feel very weird about this movie. But sure. the, the, I think I get her, Isa lopez i hope i said her anyway. yeah i liked her tweet and i saw it from like rain johnson she said nobody's asking me but Make is not about author oh because that's because that tweet said that it's not about anything and right. i was like there's definitely right. something fucking there it's two hours <laughs> like, there's gotta be something <laughs> I mean, so she said nobody's asking me but Make is not about authorship or even politics those are the subplots it's about the responsibility of messages we put out there how they shape the world for better or worse how owning our messages will break us or save our souls yeah i mean like Duh, <laughs> like how that other person didn't see that, I mean, it's fucking William Randolph first. like, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of, know that guy like wasn't fucking like perfect, you know, with the, with the news and shit, To <laughs> you know, like that's like what he was going at, so like how it just fucking flew over the head, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, to say it's not about anything is, you know, if I was playing devil's advocate, if I was trying to argue that, that I would, my argument back would be. You're taking me too literally. I don't mean that they didn't think it was about anything. I mean that what they're trying to make it about didn't work. It's crap. So it's not about anything because it failed. Not because they didn't think it was about something, right? Right. Even that counter argument doesn't work because the problem is the movie is way too damn good. Yeah. (laughs) in, in, In a lot of parts... To, to sustain that, there's just no way, if you if you benchmarked, like, just, I, I, I'll be done with this, because the only thing I, the, the, no, I like fountain, it. the fountain scene where where you get Marion Davies breaking away from, like, the party, and she meets, you know, she's with Herman Mankiewicz, and there's this sequence where they're sort of bonding, they're sort of, like, trying to figure each other out. They're also playing a little politics with each other, right? So like, there's a lot going on in sort of that dynamic. But the visuals of it were so incredible because they kept flip. They kept giving me echoes of different movies in different genres. There was moments where William Randolph Hearst was stalking through his mansion that looked like a horror movie. There Mm -hmm. are moments where in the fountain scene. Where you got two characters talking in really elegant clothes and it looked like a Bond movie. <laughs> right. You had like you had moments where they were tracking and they were talking about the history that was happening and it felt like a documentary. Like if a movie is hitting all these nodes and it's doing it so well, you there's just no way to come at it and say that it's not about anything or it's not like you got to get a real argument to bring this movie down. And those aren't going to work. That ain't it. <laughs> no, that ain't, that ain't it at all. But anyway, this one I don't recommend people go see. If you didn't already know you wanted to see this, don't watch it. Because if you didn't already know you That's wanted long. to see it, you're going to hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also it's also very
1: long. <laughs> so so to recap, I hated Freaky, but watch it, and I
0: loved Bank. Don't watch it.
1: <laughs> just just want just want true. Just want to recap where we're at.
0: But I think I think to end it, we have something that we love and we recommend that everyone watch. We do. I put this in the horror category. I put it in the killer robot category. That's yeah, how oh I yeah. tie there's this a lot in. Of, There's a lot of
1: violence in man.
0: Yeah. If you like, if you do, you like watching robots fight. Do you like robot fighting time? We've talked about this before <laughs> on the show, especially on the live streams. But you guys, 2020 has sucked so much ass, and we have the saving grace of BattleBots season. I think it's, we're on season five or six. It's back, it is back, and it is it is it is better than ever. And they've somehow—I'll give credit to the BattleBots team because you know NBA crushed it with being able to get their teams to play and no one catching COVID. MLB dropped the ball the hundreds of times. Oh, no, I don't know if it's hundreds of times. NFL, uh, they're rearranging entire... Like, there was three <laughs> games today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because people are getting fucking COVID with your fucking yeah. mask. Uh, but but NBA did it perfectly. And then the other production that I think did it better than those two other huge organizations is the BattleBots team. Yeah, we were
1: laughing because BattleBots, it, for anyone who's listening to this who hasn't seen it, hasn't seen BattleBots at all or doesn't know what it is, it's basically ESPN the Ocho from Dodgeball but good like but well done right? so
0: well produced because
1: it's really corny and it's really over the top but it's so well done but it's got it's got a real sports format. I didn't know because I didn't watch Battlebots growing up. I came to it late so like I didn't know how sportsy it was gonna feel. I thought it was gonna feel really science.
0: I don't remember it feeling that way back in like the 90s. I think it was more like Sega commercially. If I remember correctly, right, right,
1: exactly. But it's it's formatted like a boxing event.
0: Like it's yeah.
1: it, it's got it's exactly formatted. It's got the pre hype. Then it's got the the fight with the, the 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 commentary. They even brought in like a sports expert this year. Oh, like a he's battle so box. good. He's so, awesome. <laughs> right. so it just feels, I don't know. It feels really, which which you, you know which, why I like but, it, but, but wait, but just oh, sorry, speak, sorry. the reason I'm saying it's sportsy is because it's so hilarious that you're watching it and you're like impressed how they're doing COVID protocols. Yeah. right. Like it feels like they're punching yeah, yeah. way above their pay grade. Right. The, if I can, if I can turn on the pregame and see Terry Bradshaw and they're showing behind the scenes and I'm like, wait, why are the Chargers doing that? What this is a pandemic. It's a, and then I turn on Battlebots. And I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are nailing it. <laughs> like, yeah, like so there's no crowd.
0: Or there's there's a crowd, but it's not of, of people just wanting to watch. It's the other teams who are quarantined with them, right? It's, and it, but that makes it kind of cool. Like the other teams are watching the competition, and. Right. sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's the only good choice. It was, they needed people, and they chose the
1: only good choice that made it work.
0: And they're like this, and this year, I think, you know, the, I, well, the way they were saying, you know, we saw better basketball this year because NBA players are getting a shit ton more sleep. They, I forget how much they travel. It's like more than football and MLB players. Like, that's how much yeah. traveling basketball players can do. So basketball this year was great. I think BattleBots is going to be even better because they get to watch their opponents. Instead of being out in the pit, you know, working on their bots, they get to, like, strategize. Especially, Imagine if you're watching your opponent, you know, you, you know you're going to be on the yeah. roster and you get to see yeah. them do their thing. Like, holy shit. Yeah, they're all
1: like mini Bill Belichick's now. They're all spying on yeah. the, uh, the,
0: the event, the- which is cool the thing i i i really like about it is one all the bots are like super creative and like you end yeah. up you end up just gravitating towards one or two bots and like you go to root for them and like they have these weird underdogs like last year they like brought on huge who was just a huge robot that flips people this year we have <laughs> Smee and rusty who somehow fucking won his first match
1: we can't skip over rusty we gotta talk about rusty
0: dude they have I rusty mean... merch and i think i'm gonna get some. <laughs>
1: dude, this so but this is what i'm talking about so like if if to anyone who's seen in the movie hoosiers rusty is a character you will recognize (laughs) Mm -hmm. right like like he's like this is like an athlete like he's got a personality a backstory and it all makes sense right like all the other ones have teams and big tech sponsorships and it's like they roll their robots out and it's like robot sponsored by like Jeff Daniels and, you know, universal Pfizer. Studios, right, right? Right. Exactly. And then they're like, this guy is like no team. He's one guy. He he's built one robot. Yeah. He's one guy. He built this bot in a farm. It looks like some kind of insane drunk tea kettle that was rusted out that he, that he glued onto like a, like a lawnmower. Like, yeah, it's like like a, he
0: looks like a pissed off fire hydrant. <laughs>
1: And he won.
0: His Somehow match. he won, and I—it's it, the, it's the most beautiful <laughs> thing. But like, you know, a lot of people like the uh, the Great British Baking Show. Yeah, and I think it's because that show has a lot of heart. Like the bakers, yeah. you know, they're competing against each other, but they also help each other, which I fucking love. Being because you know, I worked on Hell's Kitchen, and like a lot of that <laughs> fighting, it, like a lot of it's bullshit, and like it's and not it's real. It. Yeah. And right. like you know, we just like I guess Americans just love the drama of people yelling at each other. But like, there's something you feel you feel kind of taxed afterwards like it kind of like just does something mentally but when you watch great british baking show and they're all helping each other like it's kind of sweet and like you get to see like them try their hardest to make these like intricate crazy you know baked goods and it's kind it's kind of heartwarming battle bots does the same thing by interviewing like you would think like in a boxing you know I, if I'm watching a boxing I just want to see the fights I don't want to talk to the trainers I don't want to hear all that cuz like that's not my thing there's other people that love that BattleBots does it but like you get to know these builders and you get to see their personality, and then like it latches like your heart onto like someone. You're like, I gotta win for these guys. You hear their backstory, and like it, it doesn't feel fluffy. It doesn't feel fluffy or bullshit. And it's like it's cool to see the bot builders and how much fucking work. The, the team that I think there was a team that's new this year that won. And she said they spent like 700 hours or something like that building a spot. Yeah. And so like yeah. you get a sense of like – because when you just watch BattleBots for the first time, it's like it, – it feels like a bunch of nerds got together, threw some parts together, and just went in and the, you know, one of them blows up. But like right. when you go to like – especially uh, someone like Tombstone, who is a, one of our favorite, I would love yeah. to have him and Farouk and Witch Doctor on the show. That's my goal for 2021. Yeah. For um, sure. Hearing them talk about the physics of it. And like, like they're bad. Like they are, they're thinking about like a fucking battle. Like they're like, okay, he is a spinner, and he spins like you know left to right. So we're gonna have to go in there at this angle and hit him. And like, you get your head in the mind of a builder. You're like, holy shit! And the fights are only three minutes, right? And it is the longest three minutes you are ever gonna watch, right? And they're strategizing like
1: chess, but in real time robot mayhem. Yeah, right? they're like, we got to do. We got to do this angle. We got to do this like strategy. We got to use this sequence of weapons and defenses and whatever. And that and wall like there's flamethrowers going off and bombs exploding. Yeah, and then saws like, come up. Imagine from the ground. playing chess like in a battlefield, like sitting in the middle of like the world, the, the Wonder Woman, you know, nineteen seven charge, and trying to play like a match of chess, right? Like
0: it, it, that's what How- this
1: must feel like to them.
0: And it's like it's like it's exhilarating. And then and then, and then when your bot loses, you feel kind of defeated. And then but then like they interview the winner, and then like they say something really sweet, or they're so enthusiastic, and then you're like, ah, okay, they deserve the win. Like <laughs> like there's nothing there's no sour grapes in battle bots. Like it's all like this just like awesome, fun show. Yep.
1: And can we just before we end it, can we just talk about SME real quick? Because holy hell. Every year, there's just this one rando, insane robot. So there's always, like, the heartwarming underdog robot, you know, that that you know isn't really going to make it far, but... Like, Duck has always been that before this. But now this yeah, year, yeah. It's, ru- it's Rusty. Like, no one was like, Duck's going to be the champion. But, like, wow. you, you were rooting for it because it was just such a cool idea, you know? And Rusty's the same. He's going to get massacred. But then the, the, every year, there's another robot where you feel like it comes up and it's got a chance. Like, that Hydra Flipper was that last year. Yeah, yeah Where you, yeah. like, you felt like it really had a chance, right? Smee is not that. You <laughs> know. He, <laughs> he's, the, he's the first category. He doesn't have a chance. But it's like a... Boat Oh, a constrictor robot? Like it's
0: really weird.
1: It's like I'm really long, and then it's supposed to enfold its prey and paralyze it, and not like try to chop it or you know burn it's it. It's got like, like two a...
0: blades on the end near their wheels, so it's supposed to hug you, and then while it's right. hugging you, it's grinding up your battle bot. Oh. <laughs> So it's, it's a gnarly a, idea.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. You know what the problem
0: is? Is because he's. I think they say his bot's 14 feet long, which is <laughs> crazy. And it's 22 E's. But after his last fight, he wasn't big enough. And I really think they need to bump it up to 32 E's. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, I going to
1: interview them, too, because I'm trying to figure out how you drive a 17-foot robot.
0: Dude, like, how I, you... if I... If I saw it right, I think one guy does one side and one guy does the <laughs> other. And I'm just like, that is such a dance. It <laughs> is they had unbelievable
1: to out. that they're trying to pull that off. I just give them all the credit in the world. I remember reading about certain of the huge dinosaurs, like the whatever they call them now, Apatosaurus or whatever, where uh-huh. they basically had two brains. So They had one brain in their head and then one brain sort of like on their ass because – it's like it's shaped like a brain because the, the the neural signals take too long to go from the head to the tail because it's such a distance to travel that it needs like a cheat brain <laughs> in the back that sort of controls and then it's gotta coordinate. The two brains gotta like talk to each other. And I feel like that's what driving Smee <laughs> like,
0: You know, that dinosaur never has someone not to talk to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. He can talk to
0: his own. <laughs> can ass. you imagine the top brain feel like good morning and the bottom is like shut up? <laughs>
1: you have us like bad tempered twins uh, but anyway yeah. Smee Smee is an amazing robot and he's going to get absolutely massacred in one of these future matches but uh, oh, we'll, 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 we'll find out but anyway the opening uh, the opening card was a really great mix of like robots you knew and robots you didn't and ones that were sure to win and some that could pull off upsets And
0: an up, yeah the upset right. that episode
1: yeah uh, which upset was oh yeah no yeah. the upset <laughs> yeah the, yeah the, the the big upset
0: i'm that, telling you so. that's the kind of drama like we could just say the upset and we remember how brutal that loss was like, like <laughs> right. that's what it's this a, show does for you guys exactly i don't know right. so, i don't know how we could sell it any other way <laughs> than,
1: but this is the thing someone should mention in the review because this will really stand out so why don't you do your review okay
0: i know what the, i know what the review is for this one okay go on there Okay, if you're listening to the show and you haven't reviewed, and I think I saw the stat, we have, we, quite a few people have reviewed, which is very nice. There's a few of you haven't. In fact, you know, now it's Christmas time. That could be the gift for Hollow Weekly. It's a five star the five star review gift. It's a free gift. Well, that's the best kind of gift. You don't spend any Bunch money? It, <laughs> just, it, it, just, it, it, you just gift you just give that shit out. It go on go more on. Than money does. <laughs> go on. Go on BattleBots. Look at the card. All right. Pick your I think they should have the roster of who's all fighting this year. Comment with who you think is going to take it all the way. What robot do you think will get the giant nut, which is the name of the trophy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, don't go go there. That's Which gonna show robot? up in rev- yeah. yeah, you know like the review. Yeah, yeah. You know what? the review, it has to show up. Say the review. should go like this: I think the giant nut will go to, and then, <laughs> and, and capitalize nut in UT. Uh, oh my god! And guys. then, and then, and then put put your bot, and then water splash emoji, water splash emoji. <laughs>
1: We drove this review request as well as we would drive Smee. Um, so, yeah, do 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 that. That's really good. That's I I, th- I think that uh, I think that it's pretty obvious that I'm going to say Bite Force is going to go all the way. Even though I know,
0: right? I know. I mean, but... I'd be
1: rooting for Witch Doctor, but but Bite Force. I, feel until like I someone gotta... proves Bite Force wrong.
0: I. I don't remember how the loss was for Witch Doctor in the finals against Witch Doctor. Was it a... It was was pretty bad. It was was bad?
1: No, I mean, it was close, but it didn't really feel like they had a chance. (laughs)
0: I gotta go, with Witch Doctor, man. Like I'm, like I'm always gonna root for the Lakers. Like I gotta always root for Witch Doctor.
1: My dark horse, and I don't even know if he's there anymore, would have been Yeti. I, I was always, I always thought Yeti should go further than it did, but he, <coughs> Yeti, Yeti felt like that boxer that, you know, he's not, he's not really ever gonna be champion. But man, you put him at any given day. That guy could knock you out. <laughs> right? Yeah, like you need one of those who can just like on a, any given day. If
0: it so, you know, I think Teddy sund-
1: seemed to be insane enough to just charge at you with that huge spinning steel drum, and maybe if he got lucky.
0: <laughs> so okay, so I'll put it this way: I want which doctor win.
1: Yeah,
0: I I wish a flipper would go to the finals. Yep. Even though it's actually that's actually probably kind of a boring final, so it just gets flipped and like. That's it. So I get that. My my dark horse um, is probably going to be the people who won the main event on Monday. I think they clearly they oh, they they put their eyes on the prize, went out and executed it like perfectly. And I think yeah. I think I think they're smarter than they than they play on the show. Yeah. Like I think they're yeah, criminal I, masterminds. I, I
1: see that you're not spoiling this, which is which is interesting. And I think I totally forgot about them, but that's not fair. Cause that was so impressive. And that was under so much like scrutiny because that was a long time. I mean, they time. wanted
0: it for two years. And that then was a they long, long time it.
1: coming. Right. So to be able to, to like execute that well under that amount of like pressure with that, you know, there was no, you couldn't sneak up on the opponent because that was like prearranged. And, you know, so Mm-hmm. I, yeah you're absolutely right that's that's someone that could easily gotta keep go. our eyes on them <laughs> that, and and that's yeah that's definitely someone that could easily
0: go and and
1: and you know had a good run before so mm-hmm. it's not you know so all right, yeah they're so not I, nope
0: they're not nobody so all right well the ground rules for the reviews are out this week i actually <laughs> gotta see if anyone did the uh oh my god i always forget his name the guy did the, the, the lights out review i don't think anyone did but that was probably a really hard one because you're yeah. supposed to give us a review blind. So that probably wasn't a smart idea at all. A <laughs> I like too high. Exactly. All right. Well, this all was right. great. Uh, until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies and Bat, Battle Bots Thursday night on Discovery. In fact, we actually started watching them through Sling because you can watch together. And I'll maybe just post it. In, well, we have someone joining us next week. But if you're a fan yeah. of BattleBots, Probably watch it with us. Yeah,
1: come to a watch party. We'll just make sure you're in the Facebook group. We'll drop a link.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't be weird and come watch Battle Podcasts. <laughs> 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 Till next. Later, guys.